This is Radar's Morning Quarterback, episode 15 of this season, of the 2023 season, going, talking about week 15 of the NFL season. As always, get your podcast at Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get it. Rate, review, subscribe. Just pretty much just subscribe. I don't care if you don't listen to the whole thing. I have three podcasts. I got my travel podcast off the radar, and I got my weekly podcast on the radar. I have two weekly YouTube videos on the radar for YouTube, which I do weekly movie reviews and weekly baseball observations during the regular season and the hot stove off season. Also, check out my website, ontheradarmedia.com, for my whole entire portfolio. Check out On The Radar Entertainment blog for updates on news in the world of entertainment and sports, celebrity birthdays, and links to everything. Follow me on all my handles. It's mostly Radar442A for Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, or at Blogger, whatever you want to follow me at. And the Monday morning quarterback, term, as we mentioned, if you don't know, is the term that back when there was no Monday night football, Thursday night football, or Saturday afternoon games towards the end of the season, was that everyone on Monday through Saturday, uh, even let's say Friday through Monday through Friday, would talk about why the team should have, why did the team didn't do this, why they they should have done this, this or that, and they kept questioning it and talking about the next day as they were like on the team and they could have made these decisions. No matter if it was the radio people, the television people media people like in journalism are now online bloggers, all these other people. And SI with Peter King made it a very famous thing for their website following the day after. So that's the Monday morning quarterback definition. So Thursday night football, I was was like, you know what? Justin Herbert's not going to play. He injured his finger. He's out for the season. Uh, they were like, Keenan Allen's not going to play. And I'm just like, Brandon Staley is a defensive, apparently, coach, and he hasn't doesn't use Austin Eckler the way he's supposed to be. He deserves to get money. He's, like, the best player on this team in terms of, uh, you know, skill player. I knew they weren't going to win. But no one told me that they were going to lose 63-21, to 21, that Adrian O'Connell, Adrian O'Connell, the rookie quarterback of the, of the Raiders, who's been pretty much horrible this season when he's played, and we were clamoring for Jimmy Garoppolo to come back because we didn't understand this move. He threw four touchdown passes. Okay? Also missing was the best position player on the whole entire team. You could say it's Devontae Adams because he had 100 yards on eight catches for a touchdown. No, it's Josh Jacobs who was like the lead running back last year and all the all the statistics for most of the rushing yards and stuff. He didn't play. So you're like, well, they don't have their best offensive player. All of a sudden, this Zamir White and Brandon Bolton, who's been around the league for a thousand years, and Amir Abdullah get touches, but White and Bolton find the end zone for their own touchdown, so it's like another six touchdowns. This Trey Tucker that no one's ever heard of caught two of those touchdown passes. Michael Meyer, or Mayer, not confused with the uh, comedian, you know, or the horror killer, or whatever, like, he catches the touchdown, and Jacoby Meyer's actually the former Patriot catches the touchdown pass. You know... And the defense just, I don't know how. They just were like, you know what? No field goals on special teams. So they're like, okay, so the Charger didn't score for the first half. It was a blowout. Raiders put up like 21 points in each quarter. Then they put up another 14. It was like, well, the mercy rule, right? Well, Easton Stick, the rookie at the start, and yeah, he threw three touchdown passes. But again, they didn't wake up until the second half when it was already over. He had an interception. Austin Eckler had five carries, and then he also had four receptions. 
Like, what is the offensive game plan if the best player on your team that isn't the quarterback we're talking about doesn't get the ball and there's no Keenan Allen? Like, you think you get the ball? Like, this Quinton Johnson caught one of those touchdown passes. This Alec Erickson caught a touchdown pass. And Joshua Palmer, who's been injured and inconsistent on this team, had 113 yards on four catches, but it was, like, one touchdown pass. And you're just like, what's going on here? Like, this is not the type of game that you want to see there. So, like... It was just a disaster. And then even Easton Stick threw one interception that the Raiders decided they're going to return it all the way down for a touchdown, Pat, for a touchdown. So they had a pick six there. And guess what happens? Brandon Staley gets fired after this game. And everyone's like, wow, this guy should have been fired for a long time. And I've known going a long time on a Thursday night football game. But how can the Raiders be a team that scored zero points in the first half of the last week and they've looked horrible on offense despite having Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro. Like, they have skilled players. We know their defense hasn't been great. You know what I mean? So, you're looking at it like, what's going on here? Like, you're, you're like, for reals. Like, what's going on here? Like, how can this be possible? You know, you're just like, wow. Like, this doesn't make any sense. So that's why you're like, finally, Brandon Staley was fired from the team, and you're just like, okay, cool, let's move on. And that, with Justin Herbert out for the rest of the season, you could just tell, you know, fantasy owners, screw you, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are not going to play. And yeah, if you couldn't hear me, I do apologize. A lot of construction going on in Lakeview right now by the, in general, in Chicago, the CTA red line. Then I said the Bengals are going to beat the Vikings because of literally how this rookie quarterback that I've decided, like, they're not I, I keep picking against the Bengals, and they beat the Jaguars, and they won the previous week, and you're just like, okay, cool. They win in overtime, obviously, in a game-winning field goal. But for the most part, he has looked pretty good. He had two touchdown passes, Jake Browning, and he did throw an interception. But again, the Vikings have been playing above their their level this year without Justin Jefferson and without Kirk Cousins and without a few other guys on their team. So you're just like, wow. But yeah, so Jake Browning threw two touchdowns. Yeah, he interception. But Joe Mixon got into the end zone again. So it seems like Joe Mixon gets a lot of offensive production so far with Joe Burrow for the year. And we thought, man, the Bengals are not going to go anywhere. But they're 8-6. and six. They're probably going to be a wild card team because the Steelers look look junk and the Browns look like junk and the Ravens are probably going to win a division. So you're looking at the Bengals like, okay, cool. They'll probably be a walk-out team because they still have all the pieces. Jamar Chase left the game with an injury, so and he hasn't been the best this year because the offense has looked bad. T. Higgins has been injured also a lot this year, but he caught both those touchdown passes. So we're fancy owners mad they left him on the bench. And the Josh Dobbs story officially came to an end because he didn't even start. Nick Mullins, the, the, the journeyman quarterback, started, and he had 300 yards plus. He threw two touchdown passes, but he also threw two interceptions. And Alexander Madison, who they thought was going to be the lead running back when they let when they decided to say goodbye to, uh, you know, Cook, they were like, you know what? Nah, he's been injured and inconsistent, and this Ty Chandler's come out of nowhere, and he's been on fantasy people's roster back and forth. He had 132 yards for a touchdown. Jordan Addison, the rookie wide receiver, had 111 yards receiving on six receptions for two touchdowns. Jefferson did play in the game at 84 yards. Hawkinson at 63, but it's good for the Vikings that if they decide to trade Justin Jefferson in the offseason, Jordan Addison looks like he's a pretty good, pretty good option at wide receiver. 
So, yeah, they even didn't have jo- uh, Josh Dobbs uh, suit up. They had that rookie quarterback who got hurt in his first game, and Dobbs came in, remember, and won that game incredibly. He was the backup quarterback. So I got that game right, but obviously it could have gone down anywhere with it being an overtime. Then it was the Colts and the Steelers playing against each other. And I knew the Colts were going to play because the way that Mitchell Trubisky is, we all know, he'll throw maybe a touchdown pass or two. He may get a rushing touchdown, but then he'll throw an interception or two or fumble the ball away. And I was right. He had two interceptions in this game. The, their kicker missed an extra point. Like, it's just you're giving up the ball. It's way too much. And the, obviously I knew that, that it, when you throw an interception and you th- – through, through interceptions, and your kicker misses it, and you do get a rushing touchdown, what do you do? Again, Deontay Johnson, who hasn't been healthy and hasn't had a touchdown pass since Ben Roethlisberger has been his quarterback this season, you know, when he finally caught one this year, you're like, wow, he caught one. But fantasy owners are like, yeah, we're just tired of him and tired of this whole entire offense, you know. The, the committee at running back is helps them, but doesn't help fantasy owners. But yeah, so the Colts-wise, Gardner Minshew has been inconsistent. There have been weeks where he has a couple touchdown passes and a couple rushing touchdowns. Then there are weeks where he throws multiple interceptions and fumbles the ball. This week, should have started in the previous week, this week he had three touchdown passes. You know, Zach Moss caught one of those touchdown passes before he left the game with an injury. This Trey Sermon, 88 yards. So the Colts are having an injury running back. They're hoping Jonathan Taylor comes back because they have a winning record at six. You know, we know the Texans are well-improved. The Jaguars have a good quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. But we thought everyone thought the season was over with Anthony Richardson, the, the explosive rookie, getting hurt. Because Minshew is a quarterback of the city. He's a very good backup. He'll have good weeks and he'll have bad weeks. And they got the pieces in play. Like Michael Pittman got hit and he has a concussion. Not sure if he's going to play, but he's a valuable player. And in this game, nobody, DJ Montgomery and Mo Alley-Cox, caught touchdown passes. But in this game... The Colts won despite their kicker missing two field goals. Like, come on. Well, that's really it. So, like, this, the Colts have a chance to be a playoff team this year because they have a winning record. But, like, it's incredible that they're still alive right now, and I got that one right. Then it was the Falcons playing the Panthers, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. This is probably one of the worst games that anyone's ever been to. You see all the photos on the internet. Nobody was at the game. They said tickets were like less than $20. It was like $5. Some of them were selling for $0.45. Cents. And the Panthers won a game. And if you're a Bears fan, you want you don't want the Panthers to win any more games. Because New England and some other teams are really bad. So you want them to continue to be bad. But again, the, Fangle, the, the Falcons scored first. They got a one touchdown pass from Desmond Ritter that went to Correll Patterson, the running back, who's an afterthought because of John Robinson, who again... Seven carries is not, and one reception is not how you use your best skill player. Tyler Ajir got most of the rushing attempts, but that's only like 45. Like, like their offense was anemic. Arthur Smith is supposed to be an offensive coordinator, like head coach. He's, that's supposed to be his game. How come their offense is horrible? Kyle Pitts, who is this supposed to be generational tight end talent, has been nowhere to be found. Drake London's supposed to be a talented skill player, and John Smith is a good veteran tight end, and he got 61 yards. But again, Cordell Patterson's a cool weapon to have. Algier last year as a rookie was a good running back. Robinson, you know, supposed to be a good running back. But it's the whole Desmond Ritter thing. Like last year, they had Marcus Mariota, he got hurt, and they went to Ritter. 
The Falcons need a quarterback because Ritter can't keep going from he's starting a, a week or two in a row to keep being benched, which they just announced, to going back and forth. It's not going anywhere because, of course, he threw an interception. That's not helpful, okay? Panthers, it's already a mess. God knows how many head coaches and general managers they've had over the years with this new ownership. Bryce Young threw for 167 yards. He wasn't the reason why they won. He just didn't wasn't the reason they lost. He this time at least had no interceptions, so that's a good thing. Chubba Hubbard, again, had a good rushing game of 87 yards but didn't find the end zone, but they gave him the ball like 22 times. Adam Thielen, the first half of the season, he was looking really well. Just again, this offense has been anemic, and it's just they won because Eddie Pinero made all of his field goals. And that's just what it was. So for anybody who watched this game, everyone, the, the broadcasters who called it, the fans who actually went, like, I'm sorry throughout this game. And I'm just annoyed that that the that the stupid Falcons won this game. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm serious. I mean, the, the Falcons lost a the game they should have won. That's just embarrassing. Lions and the Broncos game. The Lions are a really good offensive team. That's why they have 10 wins this year. And they usually beat the teams they can. Denver's been better than they were last year. But look at this. The Lions put up 21 points in the second half. It's really hard for Denver to come back when they're down 21-0 entering halftime, and the Lions continue to pour it on with another 21 points in the second half. It's like, okay, you know. And uh, that's why it was 4-2-17. to It's just like, look at this thing. You you see that Jarek off this week didn't have multiple interceptions or all this other stuff like he did against the Bears the other day. He had five touchdown passes. Jameer Gibbs, the rookie, ran for 100 yards and got a rushing touchdown. Dave Montgomery had 85 rushing yards. So, like, they're literally getting you on all levels on offense. Jared Goff is throwing touchdown passes. His running backs are two, two, two tainted running backs just running all over the place. Amron St. Brown, one of the best receivers in football, had 112 yards receiving for a touchdown. Sam Laporta. Man, everyone's like, man, they cheated T.D. Hawkinson. What are they going to do with tight end? Well, this rookie tight end had three touchdown passes to help people in fantasy football. Jamison Williams, he's hit or miss, but he's specially talented as well. And Jameer Gibbs, who got that rushing touchdown and 100 rushing yards, he caught a touchdown pass. So, like, the Lions offense is just like, wow. And obviously, you could say Russell Wilson did his best. He got one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown. But Javante Williams had a good week last week. He kind of let you down. Like, Cortland Sutton and Jared Judy, the best receivers, got 70 yards receiving. But it's too much for the Lions offense to try to come back against a really good offense, which is the Lions, so I got that right. Browns over Bears. I thought the Bears were going to lose because the Browns seem to win these games somehow because their defense is really good. They found ways to replace Nick Chubb at running back, and even without you know Deshaun Watson, they had P.J. Walker for a bit. They had Dorian Finney-Thompson-Smith, whatever his name is, and Joe Flacco's had games where he has thrown two to three touchdown passes. Well, in this game, he threw two touchdown passes, but he threw three interceptions. You're not going to win games when you're throwing three interceptions, especially when the Bears return one from Tremaine Edmonds, return it for 45 yards for interception return. Yeah, you're not going to win that. So, like, Joe Flacco is keeping the Browns in these games, but then he's also taking him out of it. And so I was right that the Browns won because I was thinking, like, man, the way it was looking like the Bears were going to win, and all of a sudden the Bears had meltdown against the Broncos and the Lions and a few other teams this year. Games that they should have won. That's why they have five. They, there was at least three games this year they probably should have won, which is, you know, why they don't have eight wins this year because they just implode in these games. Their defense is not good. 
because they were up in this fourth quarter, and the Browns just scored 13 straight unanswered points. You could say that it was it's a test to Joe Flacco leading his team down the field for one touchdown, and then there was two field goals, and obviously Dustin Hopkins kicked the field goal with time expiring for them to win. The Bears just blew a game they could have win. Amari Cooper got the 190 yards receiving on a touchdown, and Joku got 104 yards on a, on a touchdown. And, like, again, I'm dumb. I had Joku in my league. Like, I don't know what I'm thinking. Obviously, they, they it was all about passing because they got no rushing attempt. But Justin Fields lost his game because he also had two interceptions of his own, and he had one passing touchdown. Like, DJ Moore at 52 yards, not really a lot. Colcomet at 23. Like this, the Bears' offense again looked kind of anemic, and it's, that's the problem with Justin Fields. The thing has been so inconsistent with this team that you're never sure if it's Justin Fields or not because he's all the talent, or if it's man, the offensive coordinator stinks, the whole entire coaching staff stinks. Like, what is going to be the answer to fix this team? I don't know. Buccaneers over Packers. I got that because I knew the Packers and the way Baker Mayfield's been playing. Where he's had games where he's shown two to three touchdown passes. In this game, he had four touchdown passes. Like, again, Baker Mayfield. Definitely fantasy football riding on him. Because the Green Bay's been okay this year. Shaw White got 89 yards. He's just been getting, like, a lot of rushing yards, if not a rushing touchdown. Chris Godwin finally woke up. There have been games where he's got nothing. And he got a rushing touchdown. He got 150 yards receiving. Mike Evans, the lead receiver, got a touchdown. And Rashad White, the running back, as I mentioned, he'll get a touchdown. And this guy named Cole Keith and David Moore got touchdown passes. But again, thank you, Chris Godwin. Finally waking up when I don't need you. And so again, the Buccaneers offense is playing like they're supposed to be. And Jordan Love did his best. He threw two touchdown passes. But Baker Mayfield just had a way better game. Aaron Jones has had an injury-prone, inconsistent year. Kristen Watson has had a good start to his career, but he's been injured. So like again, just a better quarterback, in my opinion, a better team won. That's the Buccaneers. So I got that right. I knew the Dolphins were going to win. I just didn't know that the Jets were going to, again, have a hard time scoring, which is what they've done. And they have said they've been through Aaron Rodgers getting hurt in the first game, Zach Wilson having some good wins here and there, the stupid Boyle experiment. They've now done the Trevor Simeon experiment. That has not worked. Like, Zach Wilson got hurt, and that's why he didn't play, continue playing this game. But Trevor Simeon came in, he had two interceptions, and he turned the ball over. Like, how many times are you going to try a journeyman like Boyle or try a journeyman like Trevor Simeon when last year you were like, we're a quarterback away from making the playoffs. Well, they thought by by assigning Dalvin Cook because Brees Hall was coming back from injury that they have a two-headed monster running back. That has not worked out. Garrett Wilson, if he got bad quarterbacks, he's not going to help. Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, the veterans, and Tyler Conklin, they're not going to help either when there's no one throwing the ball to them. Like, that's a problem there. So it's just anemic, and they can't score. That's that's like the real problem there. It really is, because... Both Wilson and Simeon fumbled the ball away. So, like, again, how many turnovers are you going to have there in this game? And for fancy owners, they're probably mad that this Ivana Shane dude, he has a great game, then he gets in and he comes back. Because based on how bad the Jets were on offense... Tua didn't have to do that much. He threw one touchdown pass to Jalen Waddle at 142 yards, making fancy owners healthy, happy. This was an interesting game because Tyreek Hill didn't play and they didn't need him. Raheem Mostert keeps finding the end zone. He got two rushing touchdowns. So between his two rushing touchdowns, two was passing touchdown, and just how bad and Jason Sanders getting 12 points kicking-wise is how bad the Jets' offense has been. 
you knew that the, 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 this is going to be a disaster for the Jets because they still don't have a quarterback. Other game was Saints over Giants. I knew that was going to happen. I just didn't know that the way that Tommy DeVito played for the Giants, that two game run, the couple game run, it's over now. Like the Giants, literally, their offense continues to stink, even though they got Darren Waller back. Saquon Barkley had 14 yards rushing. Okay, Darren Waller at 40 yards receiving. Darius Slade and the veteran at 63 yards. Wondell Robinson against the Cowboys. Well, you know, he was a no factor in this game. Like, the, the magic run of Danny DeVito, just kidding, Tommy DeVito's run is over. They put Tyra Taylor in. I feel like they just go to Tyra Taylor. But again, the Giants aren't going anywhere, so you might as well just play the young guy. And even though Derek Carr's had concussions and injuries all over the place, he had three touchdown passes. He wasn't horrible. Alvin Kamara got 16 carries for 66 yards. Alvin Kamara also got five receptions. He was the leading receiver on this team. We know Jawan Johnson got a touchdown in this. Keith Kirkwood and Jimmy Graham keeps finding the end zone. Like, who would have thought? We all thought he was done. So that's really what it was. Is like the Saints have a better quarterback. They clearly have, obviously, a better defense. They have better skill players between Olave and Jimmy and uh, and Michael Thomas went healthy. And Alvin Kamara and Barkley like cancel each other out. But you got Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams and all these other guys. So that was obvious there to get that one right. Okay, Texans over the Titans. I just thought, man, the way that Will Levis came onto the scene in game one and then was bad, but then there were some gains. This game was going to be horrible because these teams are just... Titans are bad. Texans are surprisingly better than they're supposed to be. And it was going to be a blah game. And, of course, it went to overtime and came came, uh, came, came, came Fairbane came back from injury, and he had a good game for them. He hit the game-winning field goal. You know? That's really what it was because... He accounted for 13 of their 19 points, man. Obviously, they can't catch the break. Tank Dell's been injured. Uh, Nico Collins been hurt. So Noah Brown, who I keep picking up and then dropping because of his injury, got 82 yards and eight catches for a touchdown. Dalton Schultz has been a good veteran pickup for them. Robert Woods has not. Devin Singletary had 121 yards rushing, basically taking Damian Pierce out of the running. Now, obviously, I didn't think that, I, I didn't I wasn't like 100% sold that Texas were gonna win because. Uh, CJ Stroud was in the concussion protocol and he didn't play in the game. Then they're like, well, Davis Mills is going to play. And I'm like, we've seen that. So Case Keenum, the journeyman, did throw a touchdown pass, but obviously he also threw an interception. So guess what happened? It was returned for touchdown. So that's literally one of the ways that this the Titans were in this game was because of a mistake from the veteran Case Keenum. Will Levis had a rushing touchdown, but Derrick Henry was not a factor in this game. That's kind of one reason they lost. Will Levis doesn't throw a touchdown pass, doesn't throw for over 200 yards, throws an interception, but he gets a rushing touchdown. They get they get bought out. They get like you know lucky that Case Keenum threw an interception and kept them in the game. So it's a battle of just two teams. I don't think are going anywhere right now. Like CJ Stroud looks really good, but without him, they don't. They're not good. Now the Chiefs and the Patriots game. I knew the Chiefs were going to rebound and not lose to, to a bad team or be really bad, but. Patrick Mahomes still threw two interceptions. Interesting trick play. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, you know, like the pass-catching wide receiver because obviously right now Pacheco is out. He threw a touch, a pass, a passing touchdown. Okay, Rasheed Rice, that rookie, he's been good recently at 91 yards and nine catches for a touchdown. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at least caught a touchdown pass. Jarek McKinnon also caught one. And obviously Bailey Zappi's looked better. 
because he threw one touchdown pass, but he also threw an interception. Now, he threw his one touchdown pass, Hunter Henry. And with Stevenson out, the rushing game has looked horrible. Ezekiel had some moments the previous week, but this Kevin Harris had a rushing touchdown. So I knew that the Patriots are the better team. They're going to win even though Mahomes threw two interceptions. Because it's just the game. When the Patriots have three wins this year, you just know that their defense, their vaunted defense is nowhere to be found. Their offense looks looks horrible and anemic, so they're going to win. 49ers, I knew the 49ers were going to win. And the Cardinals are trying to purposely lose, even though they played it well with Josh Dobbs and Kyler Murray's had some moments. So if you look in this game, Brock Purdy had a very good game. Four touchdown passes. He's had some down games, but four touchdown passes. McCaffrey ran all over the place for 115 yards with a rushing touchdown. Debo Samuel had two of those catch touchdown passes. And then McCaffrey caught both those. So George Kittle fantasy owners and Brandon Ayuk fantasy owners are a little bit annoyed. And obviously... When you're up by this much, really not Kyler Murray can do, even though he had up one passing touchdowns. And uh, both running backs, Connor and DeMarcado, had rushing touchdowns, but he threw two interceptions. Like, you're not going to win a game against a better team when you have two two interceptions, especially when the one of those interceptions is returned for a touchdown. So you're just giving them points. Then I had the Rams over Washington, Commanders, and I just was like, Commanders' defense has been bad. They fired a lot of coaches. So probably the next one is Ron Rivera. That the Rams were going to be good on offense. And yeah, Matthew Savage didn't throw three or four passing touchdowns, but he had 258 passing yards, and he threw two touchdown passes. Cooper Cup had 11, 111 yards. Uh, Demarcus Robinson caught a touchdown pass. And then the rushing game, Kyron Williams ran all over the place, and he had 152 yards for rushing touchdowns. So like again... You get the you, Matthew Stafford lets the lets Kyron Williams run all over the place. Cooper Cup and Pakua Nua, Nuka, Nakua all are out there for him to throw to, and if he doesn't make mistakes, they're gonna win. Sam Howell threw a touchdown pass, but then threw an interception. Like you're not gonna win games with this quarterback if he's just going to continue to turn the ball over and just not be good. So Jacoby Brissett, who's been on the bench all season long because Br- Sowell's had game- Sam Howell's had games where he's thrown like 250 to 300 yards in a game. He's had three or four touchdown passes. He's rushed for touchdown passes. He's had incredible moments, and then he's been inconsistent like Jordan Love and Will Levis and a lot of these other young quarterbacks. So Brissett comes in, does his best to make this a close game by waking up in the fourth quarter, and he throws two touchdown passes because you would think with Brian Robinson out with an injury – that Antonio Gibson would get a good game, and I thought it would be a good idea to start him because everyone was telling to. He literally sucked. The most carries with this Chris Rodriguez Jr., who I've never heard of. Terry McClellan, scary Terry. I think by having Brissett, that's why he had 149 yards, uh, 41 yards receiving for a touchdown. Curtis Samuel had two passing touchdowns. Like, I feel like he's getting more players involved in this game. But again, better team won against the worst team, sitting Ducks, you know. Bills and Cowboys. Obviously, the Cowboys have beat the Eagles recently, and they've won some good games. But for the most part, you know, they've won against teams that have been very, very bad. Like I'm not joking. Like they win, they 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 look impressive against bad teams. So obviously, they blew out the Giants start the season. Giants are not good. They blew out the Jets. Jets are not good. They blew out the Patriots, and we realized the Patriots aren't good. They, they they narrowly edged the Chargers, and the Chargers aren't good this season. They obviously were thinking 
ahead to that 49ers game or something like that because apparently, obviously, the, the worst loss ahead of the season was to the Cardinals because the Cardinals are bad. But then the 49ers, a better team, beat them. Then I said they beat the Rams by a lot because the Rams are average. They're not horrible, but that's a game the Cowboys should win. Then they lost to the Eagles close, so they remembered that. So that's obviously why when they played them the last time, they just obliterated them. But again, they obliterate the Giants both times this year. They scored 40-plus. They obliterate the Panthers because the Panthers stink. They beat the Seahawks, who are average, like they're supposed to be. And they obliterate Washington because Washington stinks and they're in the division. So after a high, after coming off that win against the Eagles, you're just like, you know what? They're going to... They, I think I think the Bills are going to win because I think the Cowboys are just pretenders. And look what happened in, today, in that game. Josh Allen had only needed to do one touchdown pass cause, and had a rushing touchdown. But James Cook ran all over the supposed Cowboys defense for 179 yards receiving, had a rushing touchdown. The backup Latavius Murray ran the ball in. James Cook also caught that one touchdown pass. So, like, they're just all over the place on offense. Cowboy, they're just scoring all over the place. Dak Prescott had no passing touchdowns. No rushing touchdowns. He threw interceptions. CeeDee Lamb got in the end zone in the fourth quarter when they finally woke up in this game. So fantasy owners were like, well, what happened to this high-passing offense? Well, nowhere to be found. So, yeah, when Dak Prescott is crummy, we already know that their run game with Pollard's inconsistent. They're not going to win this game. And then the Jaguars versus the Ravens. I've been saying this. Ever since Trevor Lawrence got his foot stepped on, the Jaguars' offense have looked really bad the past couple of weeks. And I was like, the Ravens are playing really, really well. So I'm just like, you know what? That's why they that that's why they, they lost in overtime to rookie Jake Browning in that game. That's why they narrowly uh, lost to the Browns, even though they don't have a starting quarterback right now these last two weeks. It's because, again, Trevor Lawrence is not looking like he's supposed to be. Because, literally, he had one touchdown pass. Like, he also can't be your leading rusher, so that's not good offensive there. Like, just often, just maybe he's just not right offensively. But again, I'm going to tell you this. When you draft a franchise quarterback, he can mask your deficiencies either on offense or on defense. Like, because if he has the ball a lot, the defense is not on there a lot. If you have a bad offensive line, he can get the ball out quickly. But Lamar Jackson had 97 yards rushing, which obviously shouldn't be the leading rusher. But again, they can't get lucky. They've lost Duvernay. And... They've lost Keaton Mitchell now, so they lost two more skilled players after losing, obviously, the big one in Mark Andrews. But they likely, like clockwork, gets in the end zone. It's the leading receiver whenever Mark Andrews is gone. Gus Edwards seems to just sneak in for a touchdown. Lamar Jackson threw an interception, but he threw a touchdown pass. Just how bad the Jaguars' defense has been, you don't have to do that much. I mean, offense, you don't have to do that much. You really don't. That's really what it came down to in this game. Is that if the, the the opposing team's offense is not doing anything, you barely got to do anything on offense if you got Justin Tick Cucker finishing off those drives. And then the Eagles versus Seahawks. Do you know why I got that wrong? Because I thought the Eagles, after losing to the Cowboys, would be like, you know what, we need to win this game. And they were leading in the fourth quarter, and they let not Geno Smith, who won like comeback player of the year last year, they let Drew Locke come back and lead his team down the field that set up a field goal and then threw a game-winning touchdown to the rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, come on, man. Like, you can't lose in that game. And Jalen Hurts, they said he wasn't feeling well with, like, some sickness. Well, he showed it. He had zero passing touchdowns, threw for under 200 yards, had two interceptions, 
And yes, he had 82 yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns, but like that's the only reason why they seem to have been alive in this game. They just did not seem like they were fully with it. And A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, disappointing because the, the passing game was not there. So it's really what it is. So this week, I got the Raiders beating the Chargers, but I didn't think it was going to be this embarrassing to get Brandon Staley fired. I, you know, decided to finally get on the Bengals train with Jake Browning because if Josh Dobbs not playing for the Vikings, I don't really trust them. I knew the Colts are better than the Steelers because guess what happened? They've announced that in, that until Pickett comes back, Mason Rudolph is back in the NFL and he's starting this week. The Lions destroyed the Broncos. I knew the Lions were way better. Obviously, I didn't think the Falcons were going to implode on themselves and lose to the Panthers who don't score a single touchdown. I almost got along about the Bears, but the Browns kicked that game-winning field goal because the Bears just give up. Their defense is just bad in the fourth quarter. I knew the Buccaneers are going to be better than the Packers. That's obvious. I knew the Dolphins were going to be the Jets. I didn't think the Jets were going to score nothing. So, like, if Zach Wilson's still injured, is Trevor Simeon still going to start? Because this is just disastrous. I knew the Saints were going to beat the Giants. I just think the Giants were not going were not, were to be this disastrous. Their offenses look good, looked pretty good the last couple weeks. They just looked horrible. Well, that's the Stroud. I knew the Texans would struggle, but the Titans have also been bad, so division rival game, overtime, can go either way. I knew the Chiefs would beat the Patriots despite the mistakes that Mahomes made. The Patriots, just, just, they, they just don't look like themselves. Fortnite just blew out the Cardinals. I knew they were better. Rams beat the Commanders, but it was closer than we all thought just because Bursette came in and looked better than Sam Howell. The Cowboys have won games they should have won, but then they've lost games here and there to better teams or worse teams. So I just thought the Bills would have a better chance of beating them. And James Cook showed up. The Ravens' offense didn't have to do that much because the Jaguars' offenses looked horrible last two weeks. And the Eagles really annoyed me because their just offense looked horrible. And it's not like they let Geno Smith win. Like, I'm not, I'm not joking. They let stupid Drew Locke. I'm not calling him, like, a stupid person. But they let Drew Locke, who was a bust in Denver. That's why they went and traded for... Russell Wilson, the backup in Denver, in Seattle now, comes and throws a game-winning touchdown pass, and you're the better team. So the Eagles and the Cowboys definitely look like frauds this week. But thanks again for listening to Radar's Monday Morning Quarterback, episode 15. Sorry if this went a little over. Just a lot happened because it's a full slate of games. For Radar's Monday Morning Quarterback, I'm Radar. Please rate, subscribe, and review, and see you guys next time.